Welcome back to Steph's Business Bookshelf and this episode about the book 12 Week Year. Keep listening to find out why 12 months is just too long. You're listening to Steph's Business Bookshelf, doing the reading so you don't have to. Welcome back. I'm very excited to be sharing this book today because it's one that when I read at the end of, I think I read this about the end of 2019, it's one of those books I was like, this, this is the one, this is the one that's going to make all the difference. Made grand plans of how to implement some of the ideas and, and started to kind of plan for 12 week years, which I'll talk a little bit more about very shortly. And then the world turned upside down in 2020 and I didn't really get to execute on this. So it's something that when I went back over just to, to write the notes for this podcast, I got all excited about all over again. So I'm very excited about sharing with you the big ideas from here. If you missed last week's episode, you might have missed the couple of little announcements. First of all, that during July, because it's the new financial hit year here in Australia in July, I generally find is almost the, the reset mid-year point, partly because of the new financial year here, but also because it is halfway through the year. So even if you're not in Australia, you can enjoy this little reset. And therefore, I'm talking about books that can help with a bit of a reset. So week one, the first week of this little mini series, I did Be Brilliant by Janine Garner, which is really if you need a bit of a pep talk to yourself and need to think about some of the ways that you can be even better. Last week, I talked about Start With Why and Find Your Why by Simon Sinek, which is uh, quite a nice model way and framework for using to think about what am I doing? What's the purpose of it? This week is much more about the productivity side, so actually getting things done with the 12 week year. And then next week, I have another really awesome book, Strive by Dr. Adam Fraser, which I'm reading at the moment and I am absolutely loving. So I'm looking forward to telling you about that one. And that's really, again, around that around that mindset shift towards how we approach struggle. So keep listening next week or come back next week, subscribe to the podcast so you can get that episode. The other little announcement is I've started my side project of my podcast has grown its own side project. So it's quite meta, but it's called Read Treat. Yep, very punny. And it's all about bringing people together because this podcast was created for you because you don't have time to read. So I've summarized the books for you or given you a little little nugget of information that's made you or allows you to make a decision on whether it's worth investing time to read the book that I've been talking about. And I know that some of you have found that very useful for that reason. What I also want to do is help you find the time to read because I get so much joy from reading and I know that you do too and you have grand aspirations to read but just can't quite find the time in your diary to do it. So I have created the time for you. I haven't invented new hours but what I've done is created these spaces or these periods of time called retreat where you can come book in your little slot and come and read together. We all just sit together virtually obviously from all around the world and enjoy a book for an hour. No pressure to read anything really highbrow. You can bring whatever you want. You can bring a magazine that's been sat at the side of your bed. You can bring a research paper that you've been trying to get through, or of course, a book, fiction or non-fiction. There is no judgment here. There's different time slots to choose from. Go to the link in the show notes or readtreat.space for more details. Okay, with all those exciting things talked about, let's get into a little bit about the book and the authors. The 12-week year is the guide to shortening your execution cycle down from one year to 12 weeks. Most organizations and individuals work in the context of annual goals and plans, a 12-month execution cycle. Instead, the 12-week year avoids the pitfalls and low productivity of annualized thinking. 
This book redefines your year to be 12 weeks long. In 12 weeks, there just isn't enough time to get complacent and urgency increases and intensifies. The 12 week year creates focus and clarity on what matters most and a sense of urgency to do it now. In the end, more of the important stuff gets done and the impact on results is profound. Turn your organization's idea of a year on its head and speed your journey to success. That's taken from the Amazon book blurb. A little bit about the authors. Brian Moran, president and founder of the 12 week year has 30 years of expertise as a corporate executive, entrepreneur, consultant, and coach. His background as a corporate executive combined with his experience as an entrepreneur positions him with a unique skill set to help individuals and organizations grow and prosper. His corporate experience includes management and executive positions with UPS, PepsiCo, and Northern Automotive. As an entrepreneur, he has personally launched and led successful businesses and been instrumental in the success of many others. In addition, he has consulted for dozens of world-class companies. The co-author, Michael Lennington's most important roles are as father, husband, and most recently, grandfather. When he is not with his family or working, his favorite personal pursuits include attending music festivals, says my kind of guy, downhill skiing, and sampling good Kentucky bourbon. Michael has been the consultant for most of his adult life and has worked in the Americas, Asia, Europe, and the Middle East. Currently, he spends his professional time coaching his entrepreneurial clients, writing about leadership and business execution, and building simple tools for people seeking to accomplish more. Also taken from the Amazon book blurb. Okay, with all of that said, you've got a little bit of background about the authors in the book. Let's get into the three big ideas from the awesome book, The 12 Week Year. Execution is the problem, is big idea number one. One of the first pages has this great quote that says, execution is the single greatest market differentiator. It is the thing that will set you apart is your ability to execute on your ideas. It's not a lack of ideas that are generally the problem in organization. It's the ability to actually execute on what is important. So the 12 week year closes that execution gap. There's a quote from Henry Ford that says, you can't build a reputation on what you're going to do, which I really liked because it's this idea that all these good intentions and all these things we say we're going to do or hope to do, sometimes just don't quite come off, but that's not the thing that's gonna set us apart. We wait for deadlines to actually do something. We've all been there, we all know what that means, but there's less room to hide in a 12 week year. They say in the book, how many off weeks can you afford when you only have 12? So every day becomes more important. And therefore, each day has to focus on the key activities. Often people, they say, want to change the plan before they've really executed it. And I'm certainly guilty of that. You're probably guilty of that. You come up with a new plan, a new strategy, a new approach to things. But really, execution is the problem, not the plan. The plan might be great. But they argue in the book that until you've actually executed the plan, you'll never know how good it is or not. So that's big idea number one, execution is the problem. It's a short idea, but it is a really fundamental concept in the book that it's not plans that are the problem, it's not ideas that are the problem, it's not necessarily people that are the problem. It is your ability or your willingness or your commitment to execute. Big idea number two, 12 months is too long. They argue that the annual process limits performance. You spend most of the year being behind and waiting to catch up and then scrambling at the end. And this is actually where sometimes the good stuff can happen. Sometimes the bad things happen there too, but this is where often the great things can happen because you've got a bit of pressure. So therefore we need to flip the idea of a year on its head. We need to rethink it all together and think of 12 weeks as one year. 
This increases the urgency and also creates this focus on less or fewer things. With 12 weeks, you can only focus on the core activities and their execution. This also creates more clarity. It makes it very clear what you will do and what you won't do, which is possibly the most important thing. The deadline is always visible with 12 weeks and you're more constant, you have goals that you can see, and there's also several reset opportunities during the year. And yes, you can have a break after each of those 12 week sprints or blocks or whatever you want to call them. I was pretty sold on that point. Holiday every 12 weeks, sounds great, let's do that. This creates, so this different approach and this different mindset creates more productive tension. It forces the yes and no's and helps you keep control of your time. Because if you don't have control of your time, you don't have control of your outcomes. They talk about the concept of time blocking. It's not something that's probably unfamiliar to you, but they talk about three particular types of blocks you have to build into your week. One of them is a strategic block, which is three hours uninterrupted. So a three hour block uninterrupted each week for pre-planned strategic and money-making activities. So that has to go in first. So when you're planning your week, you have to block in your strategic block. You also have to book in each day some buffer time. And this is for the stuff, the admin, the emails, the finances, the pick up the phone, make a quick conversation, have a quick conversation, sort out some insurance, whatever it is that is the constitutes the stuff. Low value, but has to ultimately get done in some way at some point. They talk about putting those in, in buffer blocks and being quite intentional around when you do and don't do those. So it might be two 30 minute blocks a day and grouping all of those low value activities together so that you don't end up flitting in and out of doing those all day. Again, I've been there, probably been there in the last two days. <laughs> Never mind how many times I've already done that over the last few years. The third time block that they talk about is the breakout, which is probably my favorite one. It's three hours uninterrupted time doing something or anything other than work. So this is your, it's almost your thinking time, it's your reflection time, it's your resetting time. Now this isn't the same as your weekend, this is actually going into your working hours or your normal working week is a three hour uninterrupted block doing something other than work. So kind of midweek reset or a midweek mini weekend or a mini break is how I like to think of this one. But it's to do, it's just to reset and reflect because this we all know will be where we probably get our big ideas or our elements or moments of inspiration. So making a strategic plan for the week forces you to make decisions on priorities. Once you've blocked those blocks in, you're also forced to know or forced to think about when you're at your best. So this might be whether you're a morning person, an evening person, which of those, you know, are you going to be better having that strategic time block first thing in the morning between 6am and 9am? Or are you going to be better off doing that between 7pm and 10pm? Only you will know that, but you'll be able to, once you know those things, you'll be able to put them into one place. Now there's a couple of concepts in this book, which if you are interested in and want to go deeper in, there's actually four other books. I this, this, this book or these concepts made me think about. So there's the getting things done model or framework, which I think could actually sit alongside this quite nicely if you if you implement elements of both or maybe the whole of the 12 week year system, but then use some of the elements from getting things done to plan. So that's episode 55. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Infinite Game, which is Simon Sinek's book about long-term thinking versus short-term thinking. I think that is a really nice supplement to this model too. I'll put a link to that one in the show notes. If you want to think more or know more about when you're at your best and the different things you should be doing at different times of the day, depending on your chronotype, go and listen to the episode about the book When by Daniel Pink. Link to that is in the show notes. And finally, this is all about execution. It's all about the habits that you form that create your outcomes. 
which of course is one of my favorite books or links to one of my favorite books, Atomic Habits. There is a link to that in the show notes too. So there's four other episodes there, four other books that if you are really into some of the ideas from this book, you should go and listen to and or read the books. All right, let's get back into the three big ideas. That was big idea number two was 12 months is too long. We need to rethink the timeframes and also take back control of our time. Big idea number three, finally, is the three principles and five disciplines. These are the underlying frameworks that fall into the 12-week year. Now, Brian and Michael run training courses on this where they teach you all the different frameworks. The book is full of templates, frameworks, schedules that you can use, and all the questions that you should be asking yourself, which is very useful. So the three principles that this is all based on is accountability, so ownership and that real focus all the time on continuous improvement, commitment around keeping the promises that you're making and staying true to your intent, and greatness in the moment, which is possibly one of the most important ones. It's around this idea that every day counts and it's your culmination of all the actions that you take, which build the momentum and give you that greatness in the moment because there as I said earlier there's nowhere to hide or there's very little space or wiggle room to hide when you've just got 12 weeks to execute things. The five disciplines then that you need to to complete to actually do this is vision so you need to have that vision for the future what are you actually trying to to achieve planning and doing that effectively process control so having the things in place to align your daily actions with your plan measurement which is they, as they say, is the anchor to re- or the anchor of reality. So where you can really see, oh, actually, is this? Am I really on track to achieve what I think I'm going to achieve? And your time use, so being able to control it, which comes back to some of the ideas from Big Idea Number Two around time blocking and, and really taking back control of your diary and, and what you're focusing on. It's a closed system, so it has everything you need to succeed, which is good because it means you can pick it up and apply it in almost any, well, I'd say probably maybe even any organization or any situation. There is a weekly accountability meeting as well, and they say you shouldn't do this alone. So if you're going to do this in your own organization, well, obviously there'll be other people there you can do it with. But also if you're running your own business, find someone who you can have those accountability meetings with or who you can share that with. They might not necessarily be operating on the same system, but hopefully you've got a business buddy that you can you can share that with. And then other the other point which is really important is around knowing your lead and your lag measures. So know what your outcomes are going to be or what that looks like, but know how you will know that you're on track to, to achieve those. And this is generally something I see teams do pretty badly on the whole is they focus on the lag measures, which is things like revenue or things like profits. It's generally more the financial metrics because they are an outcome. Once they're done, they're done. You can't adjust them on the way. So you need to know what activities or actions need to be happening on a daily or weekly basis to achieve those outcomes. And those are your lead measures. And that's really what you should be measuring. And then the lag measure is more of a check at the end. So that's the three principles, accountability, commitment, greatness in the moment, and the five disciplines, vision, planning, process control, measurement, and time use. And all of those, and particularly the the five disciplines, have got all the templates and things that you would ever need in the book to set out what your average week should look like and how to best plan for those using those principles and disciplines. So we go. Those are the three big ideas from the excellent book, The 12 Week Year. Number one, execution is the problem. Number two, 12 months is too long. 
And number three, three principles and five disciplines. If this has inspired you to read this book, implement it, now don't forget on the Steph's Business Bookshelf website, there is a link to my little affiliate book depository store. So if you are stocking up on some books at the moment, including this one, I'd love for you to hop over there, click the link. There's a little bookshop page where you can very easily and quickly click through to find the link there and support the podcast at the same time. If you have read this book, if you have implemented it, I'd love to hear from you in particular. Is this something you're already doing? Have you nailed it? Are you using it religiously or are you using a more adapted version of it? Particularly interested to have a chat. So you can get in touch using all the same contact details as usual. LinkedIn and Instagram are the best ones. Links to those are in the show notes. But otherwise, until next time, happy reading.